Hey guys, Bill here. Thanks for checking out another podcast. Today I had the opportunity to sit down with Dave Buttonface and Matt Parker of AK-49 Martial Arts. We talked about this past weekend's fights, the fight before Christmas 3, headlined by young Keyshawn McInerney fighting the veteran Lucas Murray. He won via second-round knockout. He looked incredible. He looked really good. Uh, it's hard to believe this kid fought for the first time last year at the fight before Christmas, taking on uh, Phoenix Kid's government name, and ruining Matt Plant's wrestling dream for the Christmas event. However, that being said, Keyshawn really put on a show this past Saturday. Also on uh, that card, we saw Harold the Viking take on Sean Whitmore in Sean's last fight. Uh, it was good to see Sean go out um, in his last fight, and uh, it's, you know, it's his last fight. What are you going to say? Uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Eh. All right, quick solid shout-out to our sponsors, Iron Asylum Gym in Soldotna, Alaska. Just go to your Facebook page or go to your Google machine and type in Iron Asylum Gym and see what you'll get. You'll get a picture of my handsome friend, Brandon, uh, looking like he works out every now and then, and maybe a picture of his wife, who also works out now and then, and you'll get some pictures of their gym. Located in Soldotna, Alaska, right off of KB Road. They have 24-hour access, and if you would like to become a member of the gym, just check them out on Facebook, check them out on Iron Asylum, reach out to them, because the only way to become a member is to sit down and interview with the owners. So if you come out, you meet the owners, you get your code, you're pretty much part of the family. All right. Also, 5150 Vapes, located in Soldotna, they support pretty much everything that I do, which is really, really cool, and I'm very, very grateful for all of their support. To include this Friday night at Four Royal Parkers, I will be playing all of the music that I think you should be listening to, up to and including new music from Black Thought, new music from Ghostface, and probably some music from Sean Price, who, if you're asking me, in no particular order, those are the three greatest rappers and MCs of all time. I don't care what you say about Biggie. I don't care what you say about Jay. I don't care what you say about Nas. I do, actually. We can sit down and have these conversations. If you think I'm wrong, send me a message. Woke and Baked Gmail. The woke, uh, excuse me. Woke and Baked Podcast at gmail.com. And we can have these kinds of discussions. And if you have a good argument, we'll even bring you on the show and we can talk about your top three or your top five dead or alive and whether or not that includes any members of the locks. All right, so without further ado, my guest today, Matt uh, Matt uh, Parker, is the head coach of uh, AK-49 Combat Sports. He is a blue belt in 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, and he is a blue shirt in Bang Muay Thai. So very, very cool, and we're very lucky to have him on the peninsula. Uh, the... Normal head coach, South Stacy is still off at BMT headquarters, training with Dwayne Ludwig every day. Shout out to Seth. All right, and 5150 Vapes, uh, Dave Butterstuff, go in, see him, let him know what you're looking for, and he'll see if he can help you. They also carry Coca-Cola products. So if you're trying to lower your sperm, uh, sperm count uh, and trying to decrease the population, they've got the products for you. Keep, uh, keep sipping on that. All right, folks, without further ado, here are my guests, Traplord Circuit, you beautiful human being. Take it away. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, you beautiful bastards, gorgeous beasts, and sexy-ass others. I'm not here to define you, you define you. 
And I am joined today with uh, with David Butterstuff and Matt Parker. Yeah, I just decided your last name is Butterstuff now. That's my real last name, so that's okay. Yeah, so Dave Butterstuff and uh, Matt Parker, head coach over at AK49, coming off a good weekend, coach. What's up, man? How, how's everything going? Bill? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. So, you, you, good weekend this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we went 3-3. Three, three. I'm real happy with my guys. Uh, Nate Grinnell had an awesome MMA match. Finished it pretty quick. Um, he kind of blew his load early and, and just mauled this poor guy. Romantically or in the fight? Ah, uh, in the fight. Both. Okay. Probably, probably a little both. bit of both. He, uh, things happen. I saw the video afterwards. He blew a kiss to his wife right after um, <laughs> the ref stopped it. That was, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, Ronnie Sherbon had a great boxing match against a real tough uh, Alton Prince. Um, Ronnie did awesome, man. He, he listened real well, doing the things we practiced. and uh, Kept that, his composure. Kept his composure very, very well. I was really, really proud of Ronnie. Um, and then Kashawn McInerney in the main event. Man, I couldn't be more happy with that kid. Uh, he came to me a couple months ago, wanted to train. And uh, followed through with his word about uh, getting in with me, private mid sessions. And uh, I mean, the kid's strong. He's talented. He moves really well. He listens really well. And uh, he's got a great heart. And uh, that showed Saturday mm-hmm. night. And I'm super, super happy with him. So his first fight, uh, a lot of people may not know this, um, especially if they don't follow the fights around here. His very first fight was the fight before Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fought um, one of the wrestlers. A guy by the name of the Phoenix Kid was fighting under. I can say all this now because what's he going to do? Beat me up? Not not Kashani. <laughs> Kashani could beat me up. The other guy probably not. Um, so the Phoenix Kid took a boxing match on short notice, and because uh, he just wanted to do it. And so the first timer that he fought was young Keyshawn McInerney. Keyshawn McInerney beat Phoenix Kid up so bad that when it came time for his wrestling match, they had to change the whole thing. Like, Phoenix Kid was known for high-flying off the ropes mm-hmm. and doing all this, all this daredevil shit. Mm-hmm. But Keyshawn beat him up so badly that he could do literally none of that. Yeah. And the whole match had to be changed. Yeah. Um, so he went from the very first fight last year to headlining uh, this particular fight against a guy that had been doing it for a very long time in Lucas Murray. Now, I, I can't tell you the last time I saw Lucas Murray fight, uh, fight, but I can tell you that he's had substantially more fights than uh, um, than Keyshawn, just off uh, just off what I, I hear around town. So, with that being said, what do you think about uh, going forward for, for young Keyshawn McInerney? Uh, for Keyshawn, we're probably going to look at uh, fighting for Madigan in May, and then uh, possibly one or two of the Tuesday night fights up in Wasilla just to get him a little bit more kickboxing experience. Um, his cardio is good right now. Um, he kind of wants to keep the ball rolling. He's he's a young kid. Uh, he hasn't taken a whole lot of damage. Um, we're just going to kind of try to keep gaining a little bit of ex- experience for him, um, keep on amping things up here in the gym as far as uh, sparring and, and uh, technical sparring as, as well as class hours. Um, and, uh, I mean, end goal here is maybe – a a couple of years down the road and being conservative, getting up to the AFC and uh, being a being a threat up there. Uh, I already know he's got very strong wrestling. Um, he's hard to submit. He's he's hard to really do anything with because he's just a he's a ball of mu- he's a hundred and sixty three pound ball of muscle, and uh, he's he's tough to tough to do anything jujitsu wise on. Um, his his anti jujitsu game is already pretty 
pretty strong, uh, being a decent high level collegiate wrestler. Was it collegiate? Yeah, yeah. He okay. wrestled high school for you know the four years in high school, and then before that, um, freestyle when yeah. he was a kid and stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it eventually we'll transfer over into MMA, and I'm pretty confident in our coaching staff here in, in uh, Jason Chavaria and, and with Vic um, to get him geared up and, and ready for that. So his next fight will be kickboxing, then probably more than more than likely. Yeah, I would, okay. I would say 85, 90 percent sure of that. Okay. Who would you like to see him fight going forward? Um, you know it, it's tough down here. There's not a there, there's not a very big pool of fighters. Um, Lucas mentioned to me that he wants him again, and, and uh, under the circumstances of what happened Saturday night, I don't think that's going to happen. Because uh, Sean knocked him out in the second round. Doesn't get. I mean, it, it gets more definitive than that, yeah. But unless you're super dried up on on uh, your fighters, there's there's way better options for him out there. Um, he's already mm-hmm. risen to the occasion of that fight, and uh, you know, sorry to say, but Lucas was a stepping stone for that, and uh, he performed beautifully. Um, we're going up. I ain't going sideways with him, you know. Okay. So, uh, with with that being said, uh, fight in uh, in May. How do you prepare him, and who would you hypothetically like uh, put him with training wise? Like personally, I'd like to I'd like to see him uh, you know work some mitts with someone like say John Ray Jones, oh, who's yeah. just a, a, another fantastic boxer. And I think yeah. um, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that Keyshawn is ready for that kind of test. But I would certainly like to see what he could do with like that kind of guidance with like mm-hmm. just John Ray's. Bad, bad man. Mm-hmm. John Ray's very technical. He's very tough. He's a very good boxer. Um, he's been down here sparring with us over the last uh, year or so. We, we weren't able to get him down for this camp, but in the future camps, I'd love to get him and uh, Dave Booker down here to, to help us out and spar with us a little bit, share a little bit of knowledge. Um, yeah, for, for sure. He would. He's a fantastic sparring partner. Um, he's very his fight IQ is high uh, he, he only goes as hard as, as you want to go so if you turn it up John Ray's ready to turn it up he's not scared of getting hit he's not scared to turn things up um, and Vic is always a great sparring partner too he's the same way um, sometimes things get amped up um, but that's what we have coaches for to, to tune things down when we got to get technical and um, between John Ray uh, Vic and sparring with Nate, uh, that's a it's a pretty good trio of guys, uh, um, and we'll have other bodies there too, just to be bodies when he's tired and, and uh, touch him up a little bit and and uh, make him move. You know, different different looks. Now, do you think that training with someone uh, much bigger than him, like Nate, has him by at least you know fifty sixty pounds? Do you think that that adequately prepares uh, Kishon, or do you think that that might hinder uh, hinder him if he takes an accidental shot? Uh, from from some much uh, much bigger, or do you think that it could just makes him better at uh, protecting himself? Uh, I think overall it makes him better. <laughs> if Nate was his only sparring partner, um, he might either have brain damage or be really 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 tough. Um, <laughs> you, you He's good at getting out of yeah. the way. Yeah, um, you know Nate's got pretty sharp hands, but they're not as sharp as Vic's. Um, so you got to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of yin and a little bit of yang. Um, we need to know that Kashan um, can get hit and react and move out of the way of Nate. And uh, at the same time, we need to know that 
he can step in there with Vic and, and move to that level as well. Um, so lots of lots of sharpening in uh, in different areas with uh, sparring with Nate as far as that goes. <coughs> so so solely having Nate as a sparring partner, probably not physically a, a great um, idea, <laughs> but uh, having him as uh, once or once or twice on heavy heavy sparring nights and then the rest for, with other people i think it's a it's a great option it's a great great look for him okay now how does uh in your best estimation like how do you feel like bmt um translates to traditional kickboxing the kickboxing rules that we use up here <coughs> um as far as it's it's all amateur kickboxing um no headgear but we still have shin guards big 16 ounce gloves um it translates real well in the sense that we do holland style drilling which means uh not one guy has you know the the big tie pads or mitts um but each each partner is taking their turn throwing at the other partner the other partner is catching with their the palm of their gloves um so doing that for people you want to learn how to hold mitts a little bit right it's pretty pretty vital and you'll also learn your range and your gap uh, as well as theirs um it's it's very fight applicable um but again you got to have this barn you can't just have holland style drilling and 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 say you know i'm ready to fight uh, got to have that other aspect there too but um the sparring drills and the and the style of drilling that we do is very conducive to uh to uh, applying it in the fight okay uh coming up at the end of the year, which is this month, in case anyone's wondering. This was recorded in December. 2018. 2018. In case you're listening, 2019. Or 2025. Or 2025, and you're talking about the 15th fight before Christmas. <laughs> We're not talking about Kishan's children. We're talking 2018 and young Kishan. All right. Um, so later on this month, you've got Alexander Gustafson uh, fighting John Jones. I want to switch switch gears on this because this is this is a, a pretty important card. I think mm-hmm. probably the the top uh, WMMA fight of all time, the most important one at least. Um, uh, Cyborg and Nunez. How do you see that going? And then how do you see John Jones uh, Gustafson going? Um, <clears throat> I will be on a cruise ship when that fight is happening. So hopefully I will see that uh, on a cruise ship bar. <laughs> um, hopefully with a beer in front of me and, and, and in front of my face is how I see that going. Um, Worst case scenario, you can video chat me and I'll turn my phone around even on my TV and you can watch it on your <laughs> phone through my phone. I will do that for if, you. Uh, man, if I have service, I will. The internet on those cruise ships is astronomical. It's like seventy-five cents a minute. So for for a five-minute round, you're talking. I mean, how much are you really willing to pay to to see a five-round fight? Like John Jones? Um, yeah. And Nunez and Cyborg. I yeah. <laughs> Shoot, man. Um, I love both of those fights. I'm super excited for that card. Um, <sighs> what about BJ Penn fight? You don't want to mention that. Oh yeah, yeah. Ryan Hall and BJ Penn. Penn. And Ryan Hall. We talked about that last time, didn't we? Yeah. I think so. Man. You got Kowalski's <coughs> fighting. You got everybody. All the, all the old fighters coming back for one last hoorah on this card. It's like, I man. Mean, we might as well put Andre Arlovsky against Ken Shamrock at this point. Sponsored by Benge? <laughs> or Depends? <laughs> oh, I'd watch it. 
Hey, I watched uh, I watched Shamrock Gracie three. Okay. Yeah. Anybody um, watch the the Liddell Ortiz like eight or whatever whatever it was? That was that was also three, and that did something like twenty thousand buys. Mm-hmm. I watched um, it on Instagram thirty seconds after the fight ended for free for free. Yeah. The extent and of the fight. You didn't miss much. <laughs> you watched Chuck Liddell throw out three punches that I think one of them connected, and Tito just like you just. Didn't do anything to Tito. At watching huh. that fight and then watching the fights this Saturday, I hate to say that Keyshawn would probably take Liddell right now and whoop his ass. Oh, no. And I hate to say that because I love Liddell. You hear that, Chuck Liddell? <laughs> you hear that, Keyshawn Johnson? Better get your ass in here, Keyshawn buddy. Keyshawn Johnson, <laughs> the football player. Keyshawn McInerney. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm all over the place with this. Um, so, Gustafson Jones. How do you see it going? Uh, <sighs> I'd like to see a five-round fight and, and, and Gus pulling it out, split decision. But uh, you never know, man. I, I don't know what John Jones is doing as far as uh, his, his training and, and what he's doing. Boner um, pills and powerlifting. Yeah, I, I, guess, doing drugs. I guess if that's worked for him in the past, I hope it works for him this time because uh, I believe in Alexander Gustafson. You're going to see uh, a different guy. Um, well, we haven't seen fight in like two years. I think Jones was his last fight. Mm-hmm. That that was, very, I believe, close. yeah. It was that his was last fight. Two or three years was ago. last fight when he fought Jones. They lost. He went back and redid his whole... No, he fought, he fought DC and lost to DC. And Yeah. I thought it was before DC uh, fought. No, no. I believe he also... Shit, didn't he fight Jimmy, Jimmy Manawa? I don't think so. Jimmy Manawa. I'm fairly certain... Well, Gustafson fought so Jimmy Manawa after he fought uh, John Jones. I got internet. Um, <laughs> I believe he fought him on Fight Pass, and it was really quick, really quick destruction of Jimmy Manawa. Yeah. Um, Let's segue into that fight after this. So, John Jones, really? I think, is um, is the, the greatest fighter of all time. Um, technically speaking, he's just got so many gifts that he knows how to use. Um, and now he's almost lost a couple of times, um, but he, he hasn't. Yeah. Uh, his one loss is the, the 12 to 6 elbows on yeah. uh, on Matt Hamill. Thank God it wasn't Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, God knows we don't want to see Luke Skywalker get fucked up like that. Right. Yeah, we've, we've seen him lose technically, but we've never really seen John Jones be beaten. No. And, um. And I don't at least at least um, clearly beaten. You know, some people argue that Gus fight, him and Gus was uh, closer than they give it credit for. But I got to go back and watch that. That was a long time ago. Um, well, John uh, John said he wasn't doing a lot of training. He was doing a lot of partying then. So if he was doing a lot of partying then, and he's been doing a lot of training since then, I don't know. I think that that the American asshole probably takes this in like devastating fashion um with the mauler uh I'm, I'm going with jones i want to see gus take it man i don't think he gets enough credit i see jones by americana americana huh? yeah yeah he's going to use those weird long ass arms to to knock out an americana on the on the christmas eve card on well, december 29th close enough Okay, so New Year's Eve card. October third, twenty fifteen, Gustafson fought Cormier. Yeah, and that was a loss. Then he fought uh, Blackowitz in September third of twenty sixteen. Then he fought Tiscara on May twenty eighth of twenty seventeen. So he's had some fights. And that's it. Since 
Oh, hold on. So his last so fight was Glover Teixeira. 2015? Oh, or 2016. Okay, so, so the first fight was in 2013 against Jones. Yeah. And the very and next fight? Manawa. And then he fought Johnson. I didn't know he fought Rumble Johnson. Man, that's a scary man. I'd like to see Rumble Johnson come back. I'd like to see him come back as a heavyweight. Um, you know, it was scary to see him go to 170. It was scary to see him try to get to 185. He looked scary at 205. Uh, I would like to see Rumble versus Jones at, at heavyweight. I think that would be the fun fight to watch. In Japan, on all of the PEDs. All of them. If Prime there's... Every, yeah, oh, right, fuck, yeah. <laughs> you just gorilla stomp you know, people. Jones can take any drugs he wants. Lesnar takes all the steroids to get injected into his body through a bag of dripping of steroids. Oh, and shit. And between rounds, they just get, like, shots of adrenaline to the heart. That's, that's the only thing fair. It's only going to be two-minute rounds. That's Make it better. They, they can go, but somebody starts to wear off, they're getting the next pump in to get the next round. They needed those shots of adrenaline with the Shamrock and Gracie fight. No. <laughs> I mean, they, IV they, of they could, <laughs> apparently they could have used it in the Kimbo versus Dada 5000 fight. Oh I guess Dada God. died like six times in that fight. At the end, Garlini gets to Died six times, times, never knocked out. <laughs> you ever watch, you watch that fight? Yeah. Dude, they oh, were, yeah. That was embarrassing. In the last round, they're <laughs> leaning on each other, punching each other from the side. Like, I got you. Ugh. Ugh. Hold on, I'm trying to breathe. Really? You guys talk about how you before that fight, the whole pre like the, the lead up to it. I'm gonna kill him. One punch <laughs> of crunch in his skull. Him. It's and a then, personal thing, and yep, they're from the same neighborhood. Had to rep their boys, and then they get in there and they gas in the first forty seconds, and then just walk around each other. I love that final punch where you yeah, see Dada run over to the cage and then run down the cage and then roll onto the floor. It's like, oh, that's all he had left. Well, he died in one of those roles. Um, <laughs> because of roles, actually. What about the uh, Jimmy Manoa and uh, Tiago Alves fight this last weekend? Tiago Santos. Tiago no, Alves sorry, is, Tiago a, Santos. is a welterweight. I, if, he, that man should not be fi- uh, fighting Tiago Alves. That would be scary. <laughs> Bad. Bad. For everyone. My apologies. Uh, yeah, Tiago Santos. Santos. I did not watch the fight, but I understand that Mr. Dude. Santos did a wonderful job. Dude. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, I want to say that it was a better fight than uh, Holloway and uh, Ortega. Ortega. Not not because of, of what Holloway's performance was, because Holloway's performance was stunning. Um, Always. I, I liked that fight because both of those men probably three or four times, was so close to being knocked out, and then they came back and kept going and kept swinging through the fences. I had a buddy who bet me in that fight, and he was like, I'm picking Ortega, you get Holloway. I'm going to make money off of you. I was like, have you ever watched fights in your life? What are you talking about? <laughs> he came to my house last night, he's like, listen, next UFC fights, triple or nothing, I'm down like 30 bucks. We need to make this happen. Jesus. I was like, well, quit picking stupid fights. So he was like, fine. I'm picking BJ Penn. I was like, oh, he's still going stupid route, all right? Taking the oh, old man. man. He picked Arlovsky. Oh, man. He picked Nunez. Man. I was like, that's, I, that's probably your best pick. I like that. Um, <laughs> he picked there. Gustafson. And he also picked one other fight. I forgot what it is now, but um, I was like, dude, you just want to give me your money, and I'm cool with this. Shit, man. I like... 
I like Cyborg in that fight. I like Cyborg because I've been a fan of Cyborg for about ten years now, and she retired Gina Carano. Um, yeah, yeah, but that was at the time like she was it. Like there weren't a whole lot of options. I think like you had like uh, Beck Beck Hyatt who was Beck Rawlings at the time. Uh, you had shit. You had a couple. You really just had a few. Like you had the Karate Hottie. You had Misha Tate. Yeah, and you, you didn't quite have Ronda Rousey yet. yet. Um, you had just a, just a handful of female fighters. Um, and I'm not her name is slipping. Where did Misha Tate go? By the way, I haven't seen. She's in uh, like Malaysia now. She is like one She's of the part of one FC. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. She is one of the uh, like the senior vice presidents of fighter relations. Like, yeah. that's a place that it seems to be, like, a, a place for martial artists yeah. to go. Um, I heard their um, their CEO on Ariel Hawani's show saying that he would never sign Conor McGregor because he'd be a terrible fit in the Asian marketplace. And I thought, you're a guy that probably would not sign Conor McGregor, and I can appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that he's got Demetrius Johnson, he's got Eddie Alvarez. Um, I'm, I love that they were willing to trade Ben Askren, and uh, I'm excited for what Ben Askren is doing. Yeah. Excited for Ben. Uh, when is that fight supposed to be? Askren and uh, Alvarez? Uh, is it Alvarez? No. No, no, no. No, Shit. I want to say you're supposed to fight uh, Lawler. Yes, sorry. Um, Lawler. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that goes. Um, I, I think that... Actually, I'm pretty certain I know how that goes. Uh, ben Askren is going to take him down. Thank you, sir. And oh, that is going to happen. And yeah, sure. he's going to keep him there. And I think that Ben Askren is going to keep up his streak of not getting hit. Um, My buddy has a bet on that fight, by the way, as well. He threw 20 bucks that uh, Askren will not be able to take down Lawler. Really? Man, I don't he's think your friend exists. That's a bad I don't think, think you have it's an Mike. imaginary friend. Which Mike? Mike Cook. Give me the shop the other day. He works in the Rippy store. Full tap store, Mike. Uh, I don't know. Big UFC fan, but he tries to always bet on under, underdogs. He's like, dude, ask one of these days it's going to pay off. That's his hope. It's really, yeah. and if it ever pays off, I'm screwed because we're like five to one odds. <laughs> he lost his house on Lesnar versus Carlin. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was like, I think Lawler's too too crisp with a strike, and he's going to keep him at a distance and tag him. I was like, have you ever watched Askren fight? He lost. He's like, his... no. I'm like, then shut up. Don't. Askren will take you down from across the cage. Yeah. He'll be 20 feet away and be like, hey, wait for this. And then you blink, and you're looking up at him going, hey, how'd I get here, you teleporting bastard? It's I, amazing. I saw a video of him rolling with Marcelo Garcia. Oh, yeah. And Marcelo Garcia just ago. kept choking him out, choking him out, choking him out. Like, it was cool. Like, just, like, like it was sport. And there was nothing Ben Askren could do about it. Mm-hmm. And that's... Like that's when I like realized there's a big difference between high level wrestling and high level jujitsu, um, because if those two were standing up, I'm I'm pretty sure that you know Ben could get him on his back, um, but clearly I, I you know like Marcelo's a bad human being. Isn't, yeah, wasn't he was he was Dylan Danis's coach as well, right? Uh, Marcelo. Re- yes. He, if I recall correctly, sure. the story was that he that Dylan Danis was training under Marcelo Garcia, who's apparently the sweetest man in the world. And uh, (laughs) Dylan Dennis is parent was apparently a great big asshole to people, and and so he got kicked out of Marcelo Garcia's camp. Um, yeah, I don't know what like I saw I saw that video. I remember seeing Askren and and Marcelo rolling. Uh, it 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 begs the question. Absolutely, 
Marcel is going to choke him out and, and beat him in jiu-jitsu, but what happens when that man's in a cage and he's got four-ounce gloves on? You know, <laughs> well, and, it's, and, not... it, and they're actually, I mean, they weren't, they weren't hard rolling. Like, they, they weren't rolling for money. So it, it it begs the question: What happens when Askren turns it on on somebody like Marcelo Garcia? Oh, you know what? You know, it sucks that Metamoris is gone. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for fucking that right. up, one, Mister Gracie. G and a G, motherfucker. Did you ever hear that G and a G song? G and a G. G and a G. No. Ladies, Glad gentlemen, others, if you're at home right now and you're still listening, go to your YouTube right now. Type in G and a G. It's not Health Gracie. It's uh, it's what the Gracie from Metamoris that didn't pay anyone. Oh, like so, the reason Metamorphs doesn't exist anymore, and it's a shame because it was a fucking, it was great. Metamorphs. For those of you that, that don't remember, don't know Metamorphs. Metamorphs was they were like jujitsu super fights, submission grappling super fights, and they were put on by one of the Gracies, and they had a really good thing going. Like I'd never bought a jujitsu pay per view until Eddie Bravo um, rematched Hoyler. Mm-hmm. But, I think you still got Polaris, though, too, right? But you, you still got, you you still got have, EBI. You have Polaris, you have, you have EBI, you've got, um, you got the, the On-It Invitational. On-It Invitational, shout out um, to Curtis Embrock. Shout out to, to uh, great and wonderful and uh, and, and well, well-haired well Curtis Embrock. <laughs> yeah. Got a great mane. Um, and uh, and Nogi Pris, at Nogi yeah. Pris. Shout out to at Nogi Pris, yeah. too. Um, but, yeah, where are we going with that? Um, yeah, there, there are juju, there are options. There are op- versus high level, high, high, high level wrestling. Yeah, and I would, you know, I would like to see that. Why not put that? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if they could do that. I don't know. Like, I think combat jujitsu is where you're going to see it. Uh, a, a, a good folk style wrestling is going to flourish in combat jujitsu. Well, you're starting to see guys um, with MMA backgrounds, and you're not starting to see like Wagner Roja has has been. Uh, uh, running combat jujitsu since you know, I think since like the first EBI. It's like the first time they said you could slap somebody in jujitsu. <laughs> he's like just bitch slapping everybody and <laughs> slapping on arm bars. Um, shout out to Wagner Roca. But you know, I would like to see. I would like to see these high level grapplers. I would oh, love yeah. to see Jacques Array in a, in a jujitsu match with Luke Rockhold. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see these guys that are high level grapplers. Uh, really going at it. I want to see Yoel Romero in a high-level uh, combat jiu-jitsu match against anybody. I don't <laughs> care. Anybody. Name them. Brock Lesnar. Ben Askren. I'd love to see it. Ben Askren. I'd love to see it. Cause you Yoel, do it in a catch weight? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Don't care weight. Why not? Ben, take all the whatever you want to take, man. I, I've got Yoel in this one. The, the one person to beat Kale Sanderson, you got my vote, buddy. Really? Yeah, you all beat Kale. Yeah, I think he's the the one the one face on the planet who's beat yeah. Kale Sanderson. Can't remember exactly what stage it was on, but uh, Kale Sanderson's only loss, and I can't, I don't. It's not. Uh, it was somewhere in Worlds, or I don't think it was Olympics. I'll have to check my shit. But uh, Yoel did it. Shout and, out uh, to the very old Yale, <laughs> Yoel. Yeah. Shout out to Yoel. Yoel is older than me and a bad motherfucker. All right, I, I got to get out of here. I got to yep. go do dad shit. I want to thank each work. and every one of you for your time. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, thank, you. Um, thank you. All right, uh, don't do drugs or do drugs, whatever. Y'all are grown ups, so or you're not. You know, figure it out on your own. I'm not responsible for your decisions. All right, Trap Lord Circuit. Thank you very much. Stay beautiful.